I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right and what they did wrong. And I'm gonna share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm gonna tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. This episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast is brought to you by Plate IQ your accounts payable automation and expense management solution. As a restaurant owner, you know how important it is to stay on top of your bills. Plate IQ works with over 20,000 restaurants across the country, helping them manage and automate the full life cycle of the invoice process. Everything from general ledger coding up to and including bill payment. Plate IQ uses OCR. What's OCR, Kyle? I'm going to tell you. It's optical character recognition and deep machine learning to help eliminate manual data entry from the accounts payable process. With Plate IQ's vendor pay, you can seamlessly flow from invoice upload to paying your bills. That means you don't have to type it in. You scan it in and it does the rest of the work for you. How about that? Does that save you some time, some headaches? With Plate IQ's vendor pay, you can also see what is due and when. Schedule payments via check, ACH, or Plate IQ card. Plus, you can even earn cash back. Yes, cash back on your invoices from over 180,000 vendors. I didn't even know there were that many vendors. That's amazing. Lastly, vendor pay is also for vendors. Keeping your vendors happy will give you leverage in negotiating your terms. Vendors participating in Plate IQ's vendor pay love it because on average, they get paid 25% faster. To learn more, head over to plateiq.com, hit request demo in the top right hand corner and when you're done and you love it and you're ready to sign up mention that you heard all about plate iq on the national restaurant owners podcast from kyle and receive 25 percent off implementation what's up guys welcome back to the national restaurant owners podcast hope everybody's having a great february and i you know i've been debating not debating kicking around this idea of this episode for a long time because what I was told by one of my investors was one of the most, at the time, hurtful, but also impactful things anybody has ever said to me in life. Forget about the restaurant business. And, you know, a lot of times, and I say this all the time at home to my friends, to, to, to myself, it's not in what you're saying. It's how you say it. And this particular investor had a very poignant way of speaking, which just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but he wasn't wrong. He said to us, and he did say to us, wasn't specifically talking to me. He was talking to my partners and I, and, and he's an experienced guy, and, and I respect the hell out of him. We were having the same kind of issues in our new location, and he was just kind of overhearing about the same things happening over and over and over again. And he said, you know, guys, if the same thing keeps happening, it's probably you. And, you know, you take that as kind of like a, an insult, right? And that's the way we took it. But when it sits with you and, and resonates for a little while, you realize how freeing that statement actually is. It's all your fault. Good and bad, it is all your 
fault. So in that little phrase, you know, I started to think about, okay, it's true. Um, how am I going to fix it? And when you realize that you're in your own way of where you want to be and where you are now, it's, it's not easy, right? It's not easy to look yourself in the mirror and make those adjustments. Um, but it's necessary. So here are five ways that I think you can really get out of your own way and take the, whatever's holding your restaurant back Take it out, take it out, take it out, get rid of it. It is now solely your responsibility to tackle these things one at a time, whatever they are. And since not everybody is having the same challenges, tough to put a universal blanket answer on this, but there are five ways that I think you can really benefit yourself and your business. And we're going to run through them today. If anybody has any questions about this, wants to take a deeper dive and really just kind of shoot the shit with somebody who has been in your shoes, the link to schedule a free call with me is in the show notes. It's always in my bio on all my social media platforms. So please feel free to take advantage of that. I love talking to you guys and seeing how we can overcome uh, some of these challenges together. Because as I've mentioned several times, my goal in all this content is to help you guys not make the same mistakes I did. And so many of you are just one little piece of information away from just making your business, your your dream business, you know, taking it to the next level. And it all starts with you. And that is the most freeing thing you're ever going to hear and do. So let's get into it. Uh, Now, as somebody who worked back at the house and as a chef, this is the first thing that you have to learn to do. And it's really something that will apply to every other aspect of a leadership position in the restaurant, but especially as the owner. And that is delegate tasks. And now I understand you put in all the money. This is your dream. You open the first location, the second location, the third location, the hundredth location. You didn't get to that hundredth location without giving somebody else the right, the authority to make some of those decisions. The trap that we all fall into is that we want to do everything ourselves. This is our way. A lot of you guys have your name on the door. And we all know what Bourdain said about working in restaurants with somebody's name on the door. But when you take on all that responsibility, when you take on that aura, right? Because that's what it is. Is Everybody in the restaurant now knows that you're going to to call the shots on all these things. It's going to lead to burnout and stress. And it's going to limit your growth. Learn to delegate tasks to the staff and just trust that even if they don't handle it perfectly, you're going to be able to fix it because allowing them to make those mistakes and giving them authority to have a voice and be bought in to your business is ultimately what gives you more growth, gives you more bandwidth. That person can now tackle things that you used to have on your plate. You need to focus on other bigger picture things. Most likely it's the cause of all your stress. You're in, in your head. You are thinking that, oh, they can't do it. Like I do it. Well then train them, right? If they can't do it, like you do it, then what are they doing in that position? Something is wrong there. 
So that's something you got to look at. I suggest starting with yourself. Make a list of everything that's your responsibility. What are you good at? What are you not so good at? What do you do that you just hate doing? And your time could be better spent doing something else. For example, maybe you don't have to pay, place. Maybe you don't have to place the liquor order. Maybe you don't have to be the one talking to all the reps. Delegate those out. Those initial conversations, unless it's some next level conversation where you need to be in because it's about finances, there's some conversation that got a little bit heated and you feel like you need to step in. Those initial conversations can be handled by somebody else. Those, that ordering can be handled by somebody else. So much of it is online now, if not all of it. You can set that up so that there are PARs in place, there are triggers, there are warnings, there are email alerts that now will let you know if something went wrong. Start there, give them the opportunity to, to handle it and see how it goes. You can always step in and fix. They send you an extra case of wine, send it back. Take it home. Give it out. Find a way, find a way to make it work. All right, number two, which is also sort of in that realm of where a lot of restaurant owners struggle, is being open to feedback. It's, you know, we all have egos. And I always say that ego is like the one thing that will, will destroy a restaurant. But if you are not listening, particularly to your staff, the folks on the front lines, the kitchen staff is going to tell you like, hey, the, the stove isn't working as well as it used to. Or, you know, this is really cold in here and it's affecting the temperature of the salt, whatever. You can't just ignore it. <clears throat> you can't listen to their ideas, suggestions, thoughts, and just say, no, that's not the case. Or I'll tell you how it's done. Now, there are standards in place that you hopefully set. There are definitely opportunities for them to, to make a suggestion in a way that will benefit you, but you have to be open to listening. You know, you have to realize that as the owner, your head is in a thousand different places even when you're dialed in and the people who are dealing with certain things that maybe you put in place or your manager put in place are giving feedback saying, Hey, I know we just set up this system, but just FYI, it's impacting ticket times. It's impacting the temperature of the food. It's impacting uh, the quality of, of the drink. That is something you need to address. Now, do you need to address it immediately? Maybe. Customers are ready at the table. Yeah, maybe they want to speak to the owner. Yeah, you need to address that immediately. Um, something that is affecting certain aspects of the business on a regular basis, well, that may take a deeper dive. You may need to assess that on your own and say, hey, thanks so much. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. I'll take a look at it. Just that sentence alone is at least acknowledging that you understand that nothing's perfect. You're trying to make it better. And it brings you down to a level of like, hey, I'm here with you. And that's, that's key. Number three, it is so easy to get bogged down. The day-to-day -day operations of running the business are, you know, they have you like this. You can't see, can't see, but you have blinders on. And that can be good in some cases, but in a lot of ways, if you're so head down, you're not able to do what's really important, which is focus on the big picture. That's number three. 
what is the long-term vision of your restaurant? I have screamed this, shouted this from the mountaintops forever because when you know what your long-term vision is, well, you know, when you know, rather, where you want this business to end in 5, 10, 15, 50 years, that's going to help drive every single little decision along the way. So take it back to ordering again. If you're consistently having an issue with ordering, your chef is telling you like, hey, every time we order from these guys, it's late, the order's wrong, the weights don't match, whatever it is. You need to say, wow, if that's a problem here, it might be a problem elsewhere. And if I'm opening up 10 more of these things or attempting to franchise this business, I need to address that. So when you, I mean, you need to address it if you're, if you're focused on, on one restaurant. But my point is, whatever the bigger picture is, that's going to drive your decision. And it also helps you frame these things that come at you every day. Are they a 10 in terms of importance or are they a one when you're looking at the big picture? You're driving the bus. You're taking everybody with you on this path to, you know, restaurant empire. If that's the case, then you need to be the one to say, this is critical. This is not so critical. And keep in mind, the emotion that somebody puts behind something does not determine how critical it is. That's a big one. Their lack of understanding, their lack of preparation, whether it be a vendor, an employee, a guest, does not make that immediately a priority. So you have to have the ability to keep in mind what you're looking to accomplish and all along the way what those little steps or all those little issues are rather that are either tens or ones and prioritize it for your day, for your week, for your month. It's a big one. That's a big one because it's very easy to get caught up in the emotion in the hospitality business and say, hey, that's super important. I need to address it or I want to address it. Needs and wants are two different things. And it's often the inability to, to distance yourself from the business, which causes the most stress. Think of the business as its own entity. It's on this path to a hundred unit restaurant empire, five unit restaurant, local market domination, whatever that is, you are going to be the one to say, this is how we're going to get there. You're going to make mistakes along the way, but focusing on the big picture will also continue to help bring you back to that center line. The last one we've talked about it before. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Technology is your friend. I know so many of you guys are like, Hey, I, I, I know I need tech. I don't know. What am I going to do? There's so much, you know, uh, the Rift guys and I, we, we, we have the show over on Restaurant Idea Factory and we talk about technology all the time. And we are speaking to a lot of different groups to have them on the show to, to do this sort of segment piece. And we've found that there are, we found a list and there was about 660 tech companies that focus on the restaurant space on that list. 660. So yeah, it's overwhelming. And by the way, even after we dug in and found that list, we also discovered that there are almost every day that there are other tech companies that are not on that list. So you got some homework to do there. Depending on the number of units, there's certain pieces of technology that you should have. But, and again, not blanket for everybody. You know, I certainly am a big fan of Marquee. I'm a big fan of Ovation. I'm a big fan of Toast. I'm a big fan of Bento Box. All of those are, are, are very viable. 
you may not need all of those services. I could argue that you do, but take a look at all of them. Take a look at those tech companies and see what works best for you. It's a powerful tool to help you streamline the operations. And again, if you're keeping the big picture in mind, the only way, the only way to scale your business in 2023 and beyond is with technology. So don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to try something. Put it in place. Make sure you're maximizing its potential. Work with the reps on that side. Commit to getting it off the ground and running the way that it's supposed to do. And by the way, if it doesn't, hold them accountable. These restaurant groups want to know. These restaurant tech companies, rather, want to know if the product is not working. There are a lot, in a lot of cases, they're tech guys. They need feedback. So don't look at it as a headache, like, ah, you know, this is not, it's not working. Give it a chance. Trust in the process that this technology is put into place to help restaurants. You know, does the cost work for you? Does the process of how the, how the software itself works work for you? If it's improving the guest experience, saving you money, or helping you do something that you don't want to do or can't do, that is a piece of technology you need to put on your I need to check out list. It's going to be making life a lot easier. Initially, it's going to be hard, you know, because your, your, your business is on this train track path to 100 restaurants or, or whatever. I always say 100 restaurants because that's where we're always going. Growth, growth in all ways. And when you try to plug something in on something that's going 1,000 miles an hour down the tracks, it's not so easy. So you're, you're sort of like building the hammer and, and the house at the same time. So whenever you do that, it's going to be tough. But a lot of things are tough. It doesn't mean they're not necessary. It doesn't mean they're not helpful. That's why it's so important to go back to number one. Delegate. What can you get off your plate so you can prioritize implementing this technology in your restaurant? That's it. You should be able to say, hey, guys, I'm going to be head down working on this technology. I got the folks from uh, Marquee on a Zoom today. We're going to hammer this all out. We're going to get started, make sure we implement it and everything, you know, the right way, making their lives easier because they may be having problems with the tech, too. And if it's impacting the guest experience or it's impacting their mood where then that's impacting the guest experience, you don't want that. So commit to technology. Realize that it's there to help you. Find what works for you. My suggestion, start with a POS and go from there. POS is now our, our toast I'm a huge fan of, are more inclusive. They have a lot of different functionality. In that, you'll start to just get an understanding of how this can all help you. I'm a big fan of, of like I said, of, of the guest feedback stuff that Ovation is doing. But don't be afraid. You cannot be afraid to do that. And, and so many of you are. Uh, shout out to all those brands that I mentioned in there. Again, I have affiliate relationships with these guys. Would love for you to support them. The links are in the show notes. You guys can get this stuff, test it out, try it out, tell them I sent you. And none of them, none of them are pieces of technology that I haven't used or would not use myself. So if we have that relationship, which I think we do, trust me, these, these are ones you guys should at least pick up the phone, get on a Zoom call, demo the product, see how it works. I think you'll be surprised. Last, and so many of you are not great at this. I was not great at this. Take care of yourself. As somebody who's a hospitality professional as a restaurant owner, your passion is serving other people in a lot of ways. I don't care what role you play in the restaurant. Even if you're 
a back of the house person, you love to cook, right? You love to look out and see, oh, do they like it? You know, that, that's where it comes from. Because when you cook for somebody, it's highly personal. Front of the house, obviously, you, you love to give. You love to serve. At least you, you should. You should love to serve people. You love to give them an experience. But you have to put yourself first. Now, what does that mean for you? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, could, it could be anything. could be reading more. Could be spending time walking. Could be working on a little side project that you like. It could be doing home renovations. It could be meditation. Could be exercise. Could be pickleball. <laughs> but do not burn yourself out by drinking too much, eating like shit, and not getting enough sleep. Those three things, basic, right? We all struggle with them. But you cannot. You cannot run a successful business unless you're taking care of yourself. Because again, if everything's your fault and you are now in charge or you should have been in charge of getting out of your own way and taking this restaurant to the hundred units and all that stuff, you need to make sure that you are optimizing yourself. Now, shift drinks, all these things after, after work, you want to have a glass of wine and maybe you indulge a little bit. Totally. This isn't about an elimination situation. It's about balance. And that includes balancing your business with your diet, with your exercise routine, with your side hustle, with your passion, with your, you know, your side hobby. You need to give yourself some breaks. You need to make sure that if during the course of the day, you're feeling stressed out, you feel like shit, then you need to go ahead and take a walk. Go listen to some music. You need to then make sure you're not bringing that energy into the restaurant. That's the last thing you want. So that's it. Those are the five things you want to do. You want to delegate tasks. Make sure that your staff is empowered to do that. Be open to feedback. Focus on the big picture. Embrace technology and take care of yourself. Implement these in your business, and I guarantee you're going to start to see things loosen up. They're going to start to improve. And that is the only way to do it. Again, if you have any questions, DM me, email me, reach out, click the link, schedule a free call. I'll be happy to talk to you guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for checking out the video. This video is over on YouTube. If you guys want to check out the, the, the video portion and, um, I will see you guys next week. That's it for another episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you learned something new. Don't forget to follow us over on social media to stay up to date on all the latest episodes and all the show updates. You can find us on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. That's right. We're on TikTok now. Just search for the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. And of course, if you liked what you heard today, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Your support helps us reach more listeners and kind of just keeps the show going. And that's what it's all about. We want to reach more restaurant owners, more restaurant owners who are in need of help, who are maybe just one piece of information away from saving their business or taking their business to the next level. So that's what it's all about. And uh, that's it for this week. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast.
See you guys next week.